I'm Drea. I'm Meg. I'm Tina. And I'm Jess. And this is Pardon My Stash. Welcome to Pardon My Stash, a podcast about knitting within the fiber arts and how awesome it is. <laughs> Before we get into today's topics, let's talk a little bit about what we are working on this week, Meg. Um, so to everybody's surprise, I am still puttering away on the Jazzagal sweater. Shock surprise. I know. It's it's fingering weight and it's a sweater and I'm probably going to be doing it for a while. And it's really pretty. Yeah. Thank you. Um, the good thing is the yarn is, is Hedgehog Fiber Skinny Singles um, in Pet Rock, and I'm still loving it. It's super soft, so at least the yarn is super enjoyable, even if the knitting is uh, is not great. I switched to Continental just to switch it up. I know. Wait, you did? I'm yeah. impressed. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, look at you go. I, I actually switch found things up. that when I knit Continental um, these days, I actually go a little bit faster. Um, just when I'm knitting, though. I can't do Continental for anything like... Um, pearling? Continental I can, pearling I can is do, weird. Um, I can do pearling. It's very slow. Um, but I can't do, like, I'm not good with yarn overs mm. or decreases or anything like that. The straight knitting, though, I'm actually faster doing Continental. Excellent. So I've just been kind of switching back and forth. Leveling up. <laughs> Leveling up. I'm not there. Me neither. <laughs> I tried to teach myself continental because sometimes like my nerves are, are too bad in my working hand. So sometimes like knitting continental might be better, but I hate learning new things. <laughs> As we talk about a hobby where you learn new things. It's, it's easier for color work. It is really easy. It's, for it's color easier work. to know how to do continental if you're if you're doing color work because then you don't need to keep switching switching the your working hand. Um, I shouldn't say that I hate learning new things. I I hate the period of time that you need to take to learn <laughs> the thing. You hate the initial period where you're crap at the new thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do too. I don't like I that feeling of inadequacy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's universal. I just want to be instantly good at it. Yeah, it's not that's not um, practical. That's Fine. That's not how it works. <laughs> Tina, what are you working on? <laughs> uh, I am working on the Stormy Sky Shawl still by Life is Cozy with the wool circles, white-faced woodland, Ooh. four-ply, Ooh. undyed. Ooh. <laughs> You're going to say ooh every time I say something. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's important for today's episode, but we'll talk about that later. Yes. And I'm still cranking away at it, and uh, it's going to be a while for me, too. Probably not as long as Meg's sweater. Probably not. But uh, still... Plugging away. Plugging away, Yeah. I'm going to be at it for a while. Yes. I'm making a wyvern tail. <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> and it's got this cute little stinger on the end. And yes, I pronounce it wyvern. Don't at me. Is it What is it? Wyvern? Um, I don't, I don't like know that. which one is actually I right. I don't like that. But there are arguments. No. About no. wyvern or wyvern. That's like gif or jif. No. Yeah. Yeah. No. no I so. have heard it both ways. Yeah. I have never heard someone say wyvern. I, I have. I, I hate have, it. Yeah. And oh. I, I'm, I'm not a huge fan. So just. But why the vern? I just. Uh, <laughs> Tina. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> No, you need to leave that in. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, no, it's super cute so far. And um, I don't it's know. It's super how... chubby. Yeah, it's so it's chubby. chubby. I love it. It's that. a That's baby. The whole body. Oh, that's, that's the a baby. The wing, uh, I mean, the tail is going to be as long as I get bored with it. And then I got to figure out how I want to do the wings. It's going to be chubby boy. 
Rhea? I am still plugging away on the Celtic Myths fingering shawl border in Cascade Heritage Moss color. <laughs> You're so thrilled. <laughs> I forgot um, for a moment what it was and I was trying to recollect quickly. Uh-huh. This is going to be a good night. I got there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are getting there. It's, 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 it's getting there. If it makes you feel any better, I literally have forgotten the next step of my shawl. I frogged mine. <laughs> I was like, wait, what am I supposed to do? And I'm a happier human being for it. <laughs> it's fair. Oh, I uh, meant the shawl I'm working on right now. Oh, I thought you meant the, the Celtic no, Myths. No, Celtic Myths, I have no idea where that's at. I don't know I her. Think I'm on like, <laughs> I think I'm on like repeat 12 or something. <laughs> and it's just... And it's just going to sit there until, you know, somebody just finds it one day and goes, whoa, what is this? Like, you know, a hundred years. It's a little handkerchief. hundred years in the future. And they're like, what could have this been? This this archaeological feature. And then they're so like. small. It was just an unfinished whip. <laughs> <laughs> the needles what gave it away. The needles gave it away. That's it. Yeah, that's all it was. <laughs> Be sure to check out our website, pardonmystash.com, for more information, as well as pictures regarding our current projects, patterns, and yarns. And now, your friendly neighborhood fiber farm with Drea. So for my segment today, we are going to be journeying far and wide. We are going to be exploring a fiber farm today. In West Yorkshire, UK. Ooh. I love Yorkshire. This week's fiber farm is Wild and Woolly Farm. It is run by Ed and Laura Sutcliffe, and they have been farming their own sheep for about 10 years now. I did have a nice little chat with Ed. He is lovely. Ed is lovely. Ed is lovely. (laughs) And he says that he was inspired to live the farm life from watching a television program in his early teens called Jimmy's Farm. Jimmy's Farm. Yeah, I guess it's a like a like an early childhood program and it's about this guy who is living the farm life for the first time and oh. he's just figuring stuff out. Is it like Green Acres maybe? No, it's more like a like like a drama. No, it's more like a PBS kind of special. Ah. So he's literally just like telling you how to live farm life. Hmm. Which I think is really cool because I don't think we had something like that in the no. states. No, we had Green Acres. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well when I was talking <laughs> Well, when I was talking to Ed, I said, you know, most of our educational programs were science-based, like Bill Nye the Science Guy and Mr. Wizard. We didn't really have farming programs like that, so. No. I think it's actually really cool that he saw a program when he was a teenager, and he was like, that, that's the life for me. And he spent a period of time working on other farms, and then he eventually just started his own farm. I think that's great. Good for him. Yeah. It's him and Laura, and he says that they caught the farming bug, and there was just no going back. Which is fair. Uh, it's on one of those things you get like deeply involved in. Like I, once once you're in, it's like very hard to, to get out. I yeah, mean, there's it's very so hard much to it. Yeah, like it's either you're all in, you're all out. Well, we wanted to do a farm for a little while. Well, we did. We talked about it. We, we talked about. But it. But we never wanted it to be like a full time commercial farm. Yeah. No, we just wanted to have animals to pet. It's true. <laughs> And chickens. And chickens. I still want chickens. They have lonk sheep, which apparently are notorious escape artists. And Ed tells me that he frequently finds them in places where they do not belong, (laughs) including his neighbor's garden, eating all their flowers. What a bunch of jerks. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't know. They're, they sound like my kind of sheep. I was going to say, <laughs> I didn't want to say it, but that sounds like what Dre would do if she was a sheep. It's true. She'd be like, oh, offense? Never mind that. <laughs> oh, I thought you just meant going in somewhere and eating all of someone else's snacks. I mean, that, I thought mean that, that too. The connotation you were making. No, I was just saying, like, boundaries? <clears throat> no. Okay, look, the only person whose snacks I freely, freely eat, Jess's. That's also fair. 100%. And Laura also has her own little flock of white-faced woodland sheep. They also have about a dozen Aberdeen Angus Suckler cows, which, have you guys seen their cows? No. Do you, do you follow their account on Instagram? I do, well, but I didn't see the cows. The cows are so cute. Yes. They are so cute. Do you want to see them? Are they the kind fluffy of. ones? Oh. oh, that's some good cows. There's some good cows. Black and white cow. There's a brown and white cow. There's like a gray and white cow. If you go to the next. Oh, oh it's a good cow. That's a good cow. <laughs> we will show these on the blog if you are looking for the cows. <laughs> so they do not do official <laughs> tours of their farm, but they say that visitors are always welcome. So if you're interested in checking out their farm, uh, just give a call ahead and they would be more than happy to have you visit. And we and need more than a road. Yeah, we're going to need a boat or a plane. <laughs> Why are we being technical? <laughs> just. <laughs> and what is a fiber farm without yarn? Yay. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Sutcliffe are some of the founding members of the Wool Circle. Ooh, the Wool Circle. The Wool Circle was founded by the Sutcliffe's, Dr. Zoe Fletcher and Nick Corrigan. And the Wool Circle offers fully traceable yarn from rare sheep breeds, all British. You can buy yarn from the wild and woolly sheep online on thewoolcircle.com. And I use their yarn. It's uh, it's good yarn. I really like it. I ha- I've talked about it before. It it's, knits up really it, well. It knits up so great. It's got a nice halo. Yeah, it has mm, a really nice does. halo. Um, beautiful stitch definition. Beautiful stitch definition. Um, you know, Jess earlier was talking about how she doesn't like drop stitch, but then I did it with this and she was like, wait a second. No, yeah, it actually <laughs> like, that's I, I haven't seen a drop stitch that I like until that. It actually looks really nice. Yeah, so uh, I am holding it double, but um, other than that, it's 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 all the work of the yarn. So I'm not uh, definitely not opposed to using this again. Um, I would definitely use it for uh, outerwear. I would definitely use it for another shawl, maybe a hat. I like it a lot. It looks like it knits up really nice. It really does. It's not. It's um, deceiving when you. I, I feel like when you uh, first wind it up, I thought it was going to be one way, and then when I started knitting with it, I was like, wait a second, this is completely not what I thought it was going to be like, which is a positive. So. Um, so it's better than what you were expecting. It to yes. Be. Have you um, done swatch with it yet? Like seen it bloom or? No, I haven't. Um, I didn't swatch because it was a shawl. <gasps> I know it's a shawl. I'm not gonna swatch with a shawl. Shut up. Even glass houses. <laughs> My God. I should have. Maybe I don't know. I I could. I could still. Sh- you have plenty of yarn though. Like, yeah. There's no I'm way not, you're gonna run out. Yeah. And I'm not, and I just when I knew I was gonna do a shawl, I was like, nah, I don't need a swatch. Yeah. This is my swatch. <laughs> it's a swatch. It's a, it's a, it's a swatch. Swatch. <laughs> swatch. <laughs> you're following the spirit of the law, if not the letter of it. <laughs> I, I can't wait to see it blocked. It's going to be really nice. No, I can't wait. It's going to look nice. I feel like it's going to expand personally. I think so. 
Yeah, because it's, it's kind of a little tight right now, but I feel like it'll expand quite it'll a bit. It'll bloom. And if you are interested in finding out more information about Wild Woolly Farm and Wool Circle in general, uh, you can follow them on Instagram at wild underscore woolly farm at Wool Circle. Moving into our main topic for today, why do you knit? Why do I knit? Yeah, yeah. What motivates you to knit? Well, what makes you break out those needles in the morning? I have a couple of reasons why I do. For one, I need it to calm my nerves mm-hmm. quite a bit. I get really anxious with like lots of people and like socializing in general. So it helps me like focus on not what's going on and. <laughs> look at my knitting no Um, I do the same and I like to um, bring my knitting as a conversation starter yeah because if I don't know a a specific group of people somebody will inevitably ask me what I'm working on and I can talk about that all day yes I may not talk about anything else and that may be the only conversation that I'm going to have but at least I had one yeah and there's absolutely nothing I hate more than just small talk where they're like really what do you do for a living oh you do this oh that's nice nice weather we've been having nice weather and the things and i'm just like god no (laughs) (laughs) just no um but no yeah so i mean it helps me with through those situations but um probably the main reason why i knit is because It's one thing that I can control because if I mess up, I can fix it. Mm -hmm. If I, if, or ignore it, Mm -hmm. if I don't want to fix it, there's, you know, only self-imposed deadlines there, you know, I mean, usually, yes. Yeah. I mean, like, no, I mean, honestly, if you think about it, even if you like commit to something, all the deadlines that for knitting anyway, if you do it as a hobby, I should say, if you're not like a small business or something like that, uh, if you're doing it as a hobby, Everything is really self-imposed in terms of project deadlines. Yeah, so. the world's not going to end if you miss the deadline. Nah. That's true. Nah. It affects nobody but you. Pretty much. So, I, you know, I feel like I can just do what I want to do and make. And the beauty of it is that you make something out of it. So it shows. Productivity. Uh, yeah. Not, I don't want to say productivity because I feel like that's a negative word. <laughs> no, see, for me, it's productivity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I mean, like, it's uh, it's just like a showcase of your time that you spent that's how I feel about my harvest cardigan I get to look at like my progress and see because I spent two years on it so I get to see like how I knit two years ago how I knit one year ago how I knit recently and I could actually physically see the progress so it's true what about you Meg the whole reason I started knitting was because um, my grandmother had had recently passed away and um, my grandmother had been a really prolific knitter and some of my girlfriends in college had just learned how to knit garter stitch scarves. And I really wanted to do that kind of just to keep her legacy alive. She never taught me how to knit. I didn't have the patience back then. I still don't have patience. Um, <laughs> and yet here you are. Here, here I am. you are with a Jazzigal sweater. Here I am. <laughs> um, endurance. Honestly, one of the main reasons why I knit is because I don't like to, I don't like to be still. I am at the point now in my life where I don't even like going to the movies anymore because sitting and watching a movie for two hours without doing anything um, is torture. I can't stand it. I bring my knit into the movie. Yeah, if I ever go back to the theater, I will too. Um, I really do. Because I just, I can't do it. Um, and you can, and you can like, if you sit at the nicer theaters, you can like, you have enough space that you can like lift your knitting up and see, see the light and see what's going on. So you're just like, okay, I can totally, without having to like bring like a neck light or something like that. Yeah. So. I have seen you do this. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> it's kind of sad. But, um, 
but uh, honestly, another reason why I, I still do it um, is partially for anxiety, but also I have um, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, and um, a lot of my um, rituals that I I do usually involve um, my hands. And if I am knitting, I'm keeping my hands moving. And so I'm less compelled to fall into that OCD trap that I do. So um, it it's definitely helped a lot with that. It's helped me to have something to concentrate on um, and also to stop me from engaging in, in OCD ritual or behaviors that are, you know, not exactly the best for me to be doing. So um, knitting has really been good for that. That's powerful. Yeah. Healthy. Yeah. I like it. I like it. <laughs> what about you, Jess? Because I can. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just had this beautiful moment with Meg. And then Jess is like, ha! I wish you guys had seen her face. My God. Man, that was amazing. That was alarming. That was, that was amazing. Five stars. Uh, so anyway. Five stars. Andrea, how about you? No, no really, please, Jess. Jess, tell me more. No, no. There's got to be more than just because you can. Uh, I mean, um, does there have to be? No, actually, there there isn't much more to it than that. It is something that um i mean yeah, it actually was originally <laughs> to uh keep me distracted um when i was being babysat but it is a lot because because i can and i see things and i'm like oh i want to try that and then i do it and until i get bored with it and then i'll move on to something else for a little bit but it's always a craft that you can come back to and pick up again and redo or see something like oh hey i want to do that now i also use it in other things like i've totally used it in like i've done puppets and sculpting and i've used mm -hmm. knitting and crochet to do parts of those you know it's just it's it is it's something to do i feel like you look at things that have been made and you're like I can, I can do that. <laughs> I can make yeah. that. Yeah, you do a lot of stuff for the challenge of yeah. it. I made an owl puppet out of a tennis ball once, and it was so cute because someone said I, I couldn't that. do it. Because like, someone said you couldn't no, do it. No, no, dude, if you did not know this, Jess is fueled by spite. Yeah. Like, yeah. You are, oh, yeah. Well, no, I, was, I wanted to make a oh, tiny, like a tiny <laughs> owl. Um, and I was like, oh, I could probably make it a puppet with with a tennis ball. And they're like, no, you can't. And I totally did. There wasn't much movement. It's wings move. That was yeah. about it. But I remember that. Owl. I remember yeah. that. Owl. But yeah, no pure have it? spite. Yeah, he's somewhere. One of the wings did break because oh. it the the puppetry. <laughs> <laughs> was not oh, necessarily no. no it was great because i mean it's a tennis ball there's not much you could put in there so it was two straws <laughs> some fishing line and a little like um bottle cap ring <laughs> and, and that was you, but, Mac you macgyvered a puppet <laughs> one, one of the one of the straws broke I, I, like i can fix it i just you know that that took a lot of upholstery needles and figuring out how to string that so it's more a, a matter of, oh, I don't want to mess with the tiny, tiny thing when I already know that I can do it, but I probably should fix it. Well, I think that's another big problem that you have is that once you figure out that you can do something, it's you're like, so and I have learned this hard. and I no longer have an interest in it. I'm like, okay, Hyperfixation is fun. <laughs> that's <laughs> enough for that. I'm off to do a new hobby. <laughs> <laughs> My house is filled with half done projects. Yay. Yay! <laughs> you're not wrong. <laughs> Drea so a lot like uh, you guys I have trouble sitting still so I like to have my hands going I also have a lot of uh, trouble sitting 
around doing absolutely nothing. Like if I'm watching TV, I I want to at least feel like I'm doing something. Yes. And um, you said the word wasn't good, but for me, the word is absolutely good. Like production. I like feeling productive. So that's what I do. I, I actually started out as a grief knitter. Meg taught me how to knit because I didn't know what to do with myself for a little bit. So, yeah. It's good for that. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of like healthy coping mechanisms for things that can be pretty crippling otherwise. Well, knitting also when you're when you're going through something is kind of nice too because you've got the whole um, you know range of difficulty. Um, I have found when I'm in a really bad spot, um, like the, my dad's birthday last year, I had a really hard time, um, and I couldn't knit anything simple because that allowed me too much time to think. So I picked up something that was like super a little bit more not super, but a little bit more complicated, and it was like just enough. Like I had to keep my mind on it and the pattern. Um, so I think that that, that helps a lot too. Or sometimes if you're like having a really, really bad day and you're like, all I can literally knit is garter stitch right now. Like there's that option too. So it it suits a whole range of emotional needs. Yeah. I have nothing against it about the productivity word. It's nothing. It's, I know for a lot of people, productivity is a good thing for me. I see it comes off negative in my own life because I tie my self-worth to the productivity and then if I am not productive, I'm depressed. It does sound clinical. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it does sound very clinical so, and cold. So I, so I get why it makes sense for you. Yeah. But for me, like, I, I have to say, like, I, I have to, like, literally separate myself, like, say, no, I'm just doing this to do it. But I'm not using the P word. (laughs) Because if I use the P word, then it's like, oh, like, then I have have to to do it. Now I have to do it. And then if I don't finish it, it's like I feel bad about myself. And then it's like, no, it's like a whole train of mess thoughts that way. But um, I'm at my most productive if I'm like watching TV or watching a movie or something. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm sitting, I'm sitting and I'm stationary, but I, I don't have enough focus to like watch a full movie. I, I got to do something else. I, I, I can, I have to be really tired, really run down to just sit and not knit while I'm watching something. Yeah. It does not happen normally. Yeah. No, I'm the same with that. With, with like watching something, even if we're on the couch and we're just hanging mm-hmm. out, I'm, I'm usually knitting something. Same. Mm-hmm. In fact, my husband will usually look at me and be like, why aren't you? Why aren't you doing something? <laughs> You're usually knitting something. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. Well, recently you've been dealing with, uh, with some head injury things. So. Yeah. No. Nobody blames you if you're... Not, I mean, not being the p word. Yeah, and it's yeah, not the p word. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I mean, like it's weird because like you guys talk about uh, grief knitting and um, you know, helping you with those type of things, and I feel like I should feel like the urge to knit, or not the urge, but like feel like it should give me some solace, like yeah. to. Like when I, I, cause I've gone through, um, some definite times of grief and trauma and I've literally like, I've looked at my knitting and I go, Oh hell no. (laughs) Sometimes it just just, doesn't work. Oh my God. It's like, (laughs) I'm like, no, none of this is working. None of this is going to happen. See, Um, I like to distract and detach. So yeah, that's fair. See, you know what I do instead is I will design a pattern. (laughs) <laughs> but that's but that's 
it's kind of that the works same. For you. It's kind of the same where you're yeah. like you you detach and you're just kind of like you know. Yeah. Sure. But I, but I still like that movement. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm doing something. Yeah. No, that's fair. I, I like to do it during Zoom calls, like meetings. Yeah. And just keep that keep it down here. Nobody mm-hmm. sees me doing it, but it keeps me like focused. Because I've noticed I focus better. If somebody tells me to pay attention and my hands aren't moving, I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I, I can't. Same. I got a doodle or I got a knit or something. I have fidget toys that I keep yeah. at work. Yeah, this this is my fidget toy at work. I got to have something in my hands gotta, if I'm in a meeting. <laughs> got to knit. I, I can't do it. But, I, but I'm paying attention. Like I'm, yeah. I'm focused and engaged. Yeah. The energy but, needs to go somewhere. You it's, know, it's kind of sucky though that people are like, oh, you're knitting, you cannot possibly be paying attention it's like yes i can multitasking people just because you can do it so i feel like with the whole knitting like during meetings thing if it's a meeting that i know for a fact i am not going to be talking a lot at i will and it's something i just need to be aware of and listen to yeah i can knit at that meeting if it's a meeting that i know my boss is gonna be asking me like 40 questions i'm like i'll try and then i'll be like and then he just keeps talking and i'm like okay i gotta i'm gonna put this, I gotta down. Put this down what because <laughs> he gets me so it's just like too many questions at once gotta focus yeah <laughs> that is all the time we have for this week's topics for additional content and opportunities to connect with the cast check out our patreon or our website at part be sure to tune in next time for Laughs, Tears, and Batman at Pardon My Stash.